Grace, mercy, and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Here we are, nearing the end of the church year at All Saints Day. Well, we are observing it. It was actually November 1st, this past Thursday. To many, All Saints Day is a day of remembering all those who have gone before us that now enjoy the rest of heaven. This is true, but it is also impossibly more important for us to see and know that we are included and numbered among the saints. Saints are disciples of Jesus, believers, not simply special dead Christians. As believers, we are members of the church militant. Militant has such poor connotations and images associated with it. Images of social unrest, fighting, and warlike behavior. But the church, that is those in it, are in a battle against evil until all of us saints become the beautiful church at rest with our Lord in heaven as those saints who have gone before us are now. As we battle, it is, it is good to hear and be reminded that we too are the saints because at times it's difficult to see ourselves this way. We need to hear this from Jesus, our King. The good news is coming is the coming of the reign of God in Christ that has now come, continues to come, and will finally come in the last day. In our text from the Gospel of Matthew, the Sermon on the Mount is preached to show how the kingdom of God is going to work. It is a primer on the faith that Jesus' disciples have been given. He is preaching primarily to them, as noted in the beginning of the text. He goes up on the mountain, he sits down, and the disciples came to him. It is what you and I do today. We come before Christ to hear his word. They came because they had been called by him and received faith. At the hearing of his words, the law of God had begun its work, and they needed something he had, though possibly not even sure of what that was. According to the earlier text of Matthew, there are four disciples with him, possibly more, and they have left all they have to follow and seek him to gain what he has to give. As we come to hear the word of God, it is good for us to never forget we need to hear this good news that Jesus brings. His is not news from someone that simply wants to be our helper, our life coach, or a cheerleader. Jesus comes with a message for us as our king. Leading up to this text, he has been preaching that the kingdom of God had come near and proved himself to be the bearer of that kingdom by the miracles he worked. The king, Jesus, came to be our king and reign over the world and us. This is necessary because we must not try to reign over ourselves or this world by being little kings. As little kings, we become more tyrants, only acting as puppets of the devil in the hands of Satan, the prince of this fallen world. We need a king, and we need, a, and we need to hear what he says. We need a king because we are not capable of governing our lives in any way other than to defy the will of God, our Creator. For that, we rightly deserve his judgment. The Bible gives Jesus many titles, but for today we will focus on the title of king. And as our king, he speaks to us. 
How does he want us to view ourselves? That is, to view ourselves as we prepare ourselves for his blessing. Some of the ways are to be poor in spirit, having no resources of our own. To be mourning because our lives and the world are so broken and enslaved to sin. To be meek and powerless and lowly. And to be longing for things to be right and unable to fulfill that longing no matter how hard or how many times we might try. To see ourselves in this manner is so against our sinful nature. We desire to be in, in control, to be powerful, to be capable, to be the ones having all the answers. We want to be our own little kings, and Jesus will just not have it. Not because he is mean or hateful, but because it is just not possible, and he knows it. As parents, we sometimes have to be firm with kids when what they want just does not line up with reality. Likewise, God shows us through his law that we cannot be these things that he demands. He sees our self-pride and our lack of being poor in spirit. He sees the joy we find in sinful behavior, even as we hide it from others, and our lack of mourning over our brokenness before God. He sees us reveling in our own power versus trusting God in all things. Jesus sees our fallen condition, and he says, no, repent. You need a king that has good news, and you need to hear, and here it is. The news Jesus brings answers the needs of all his saints, all who believe and trust in him. The news is, you have nothing, and Jesus knows it, and he will give you everything. Through all manner of miracles, he showed his power and proved himself as God as he healed the sick, cast out demons, and forgave sins. His greatest miracle was that he willingly allowed all the world's evil to be laid on him, taking it into his own body and to the cross where he died. He then rose from the dead to defeat the devil and remove the power of death, even now for us. We die once, and then we live eternally. Jesus has already put things right between us, us his disciples and saints, and God the Father. We will see the finality of it in the resurrection of all flesh. This great blessing comes through the Beatitudes that we read in Matthew's Gospel. It reads, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. And blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The law of God tells us these are impossible for us. It is, is it thereby impossible for us to be blessed? Well, blessed are the, and blessed are the, and I don't know about you, but I always do not feel so poor in spirit, and I don't always feel so meek 
And I'm not so good at peacemakery. Pure in heart, I got that one licked, I'm good. But I'm not much for doing things that lead to my persecution. It's true of all of us. And all of them, his disciples, the saints, you and I, baptized into Christ, we are to recognize that we have God's blessings in Christ, in his perfect life and sacrifice for our sins, not in anything we do. It is as repentant, empty vessels with nothing in us that can please a holy and righteous God that we are able to be filled with the blessings our King Jesus gives to us. He is the one who has fulfilled the Beatitudes and been truly poor in spirit, one who mourned, one who is meek, who thirsted for righteousness, who is merciful, who is pure at heart, a peacemaker, and who was truly persecuted. In each beatitude, the reason why Jesus' disciples are blessed follows the word for. God in Christ is the for clause. Maybe read like this, blessed are the poor in spirit, for in for God in Christ will bring them into the kingdom of heaven on the last day. Poor in spirit or meek and lowly are not attitudes, and they are not virtues. They are a state of being, powerlessness before God and his judgment against sin. But through faith in God's Son, those having nothing who are completely powerless before God now have Christ and the promise of salvation. They are blessed. All the Beatitudes are fulfilled in and through faith in Christ. With faith in Christ, we see our poorness of spirit and trust in Him for our strength. With faith in Christ, we mourn the sinful condition we are in, along with that of the world, and are comforted by the promises of Christ that eternal joy awaits. With faith in Christ, our fear and aversion to being persecuted is countered by Jesus and His obedience to the Father, in the face of persecution, to the point of death. Jesus is all of these things for us. He has fulfilled these states of being fully and perfectly. This is the good news we need to hear from our King, Jesus. In our emptiness, we are filled with the blessings of Christ. That blessing, your sins are forgiven, peace with God has been made. Even as you struggle against sin and begin to learn and feel you are poor in spirit, Christ is your king and you are in his kingdom. Even now, the saints being sanctified. There are saints who we mourn today who have gone before us. Parents, children, Christian friends, and it is right to mourn. Yet at the same time, remember Christ is our king and his eternal kingdom is the home of all the saints. Some at rest, and some like us in the church on earth, still fighting sin and the devil. We are all one holy Christian church held together in Christ with his gifts of word and sacrament and the promises therein. So when you sit and listen to the words of our King, recall and meditate on the words of the hymn for all the saints, particularly stanza four, O blessed communion, fellowship divine, we feebly struggle, they in glory shine, yet all are one in thee, for all are thine. We're all saints, one church, 
under the reign of one king, and that is Jesus. Amen.